What's up, Bandive crew? James here. And before we jump into this episode, I wanted to ask you a question. Have you ever wished there was a way to connect with me as well as other listeners in real time? I have the solution. I finally got around to making a Bandive Discord server, which is people have been asking me for years and I just wasn't listening. I wish I had done this sooner because I couldn't be happier with the results. It's been fantastic. And we would love to see you join us. We have discussions about the music business, gear, the podcast, and a general channel as well. You can join the discussion now by visiting bandhive.rocks slash discord. Again, that is bandhive.rocks slash discord. Welcome to episode 192 of the Bandhive Podcast. You're listening to the Bandhive Podcast, the number one online resource for DIY bands to learn about the music business and touring. If you want to turn your band into a lean, mean touring machine, you're in the right place. Now, let's get this show on the road. It is time for another episode of the Bandhive Podcast. My name is James Cross, and I help independent artists tour smart. This week on the show, we're not going to be talking about touring. We're going to be talking about something a little different, and it's how you can relate to your fans through your music. Now, one thing I want to recognize is a band who does an amazing job with that, and it's a pure coincidence that this episode drops on August 1st, 2023, or 8-1-23, if you're using US date format. So if you don't know, 8-1-2-3 means everything to me. Well, go check out this band called The Main from Phoenix, Arizona. Really cool band, and they have an amazingly engaged fan base. So highly recommend checking them out and see what they do with their fans. We've mentioned them on the podcast a bunch of times before. I'm not even their biggest fan. I could name like two songs by them. But what they do with their fan base is amazing, and I think any band should use them as an example. So like I said, this week we're going to talk about how you can use your music to relate to your audience and grow your audience by building meaningful connections, which will cause your fans to want to spread your music with other people. And just a few songs that have really powerful messages that I want to highlight. I'm going to use a lot of Enter Shikari here just because I know them so well, because I know their music really well. I do not know them personally. I make no claims to that. But a lot of their music, even though it's very serious, there's a lot of hope in their music as well. So the first example of this I want to use is off their latest record, A Kiss for the Whole World. There's a song called Leap Into the Lightning. And one of the lines is, because there's no use waiting for the storm to blow over, leap into the lightning. And this is my interpretation. They haven't talked about this yet. But basically, I interpret it as, hey, we all have issues. We all have things going on. But if you spend your life waiting, it's never going to happen because your life is going to be on pause. So just jump in, leap into the lightning and do what you can. That's really important to me because like for years I said, I don't want to be a pilot. It's too expensive. It's not safe, which I learned is not true. And I just one day said, you know what? I'm going to do this. And I'm so happy I did. I leapt into that lightning. And this is before the song even came out. So I'm retroactively applying this. But that is one of the things in my life that I was always apprehensive about, but I just went and did it. And because of that, my life is better. I enjoy my life more because I have a really fun hobby. And, you know, I have other hobbies too, but just flying, there's nothing like it. Like, it's just, uh, it's an incredible sense of freedom. Anyway, on the other hand of things, they also have a song called Arguing With Thermometers. And this is a slightly longer quote, but it's about climate change. And I'm sure they've discussed this. I don't know for sure if they have, but I do know that it's quite obvious what it's about because here the lyrics. So let me get this straight. As we witness the ice caps melt, instead of being spurred into changing our ways, we're going to invest into military hardware to fight for the remaining oil that's left beneath the ice. But what happens when it's all gone? You haven't thought this through, have you boys? That's like 
so obvious. It's a call to action. The whole song, Arguing with Thermometers, you know, Rising Temperatures, is about climate change. And this is from 2013 before many people were talking about it. I mean, people have been talking about it for a long time, but only in the last like five years has it really become a mainstream thing. I understand the the potential hypocrisy that people might see of, I'm talking about climate change and how I'm pilot. It's really, flying general aviation is pretty efficient. And being vegan myself, not saying you have to go vegan. If you do, that's amazing. I love you for it. But being vegan is much greener already. So it's kind of, I see it as an offset. But either way, we do have to address the climate change issues. And I love that Shikari is speaking about this because it's something that their fans can get behind. They tend to have very plain meanings for many of their songs, not all their songs, but a lot of them, whereas some other bands don't. And this band I'm about to mention next is not one of those bands. They do have clear meanings. It's Beartooth. And there's an amazing speech that Caleb makes at many of their shows. And there's a video that'll be linked in the show notes at bandhive.rocks slash 192. That's the number 192 of that speech before their song Disease from Chicago back in 2018. I highly recommend watching that whole speech. It's like seven minutes plus the four minute song. You don't have to listen to the song if you're not into Beartooth. But that speech is fantastic because it shows how much passion he has and how important the song is to him and that he cares for his audience. And that leads us right into the power of music because whether you like it or not, music can shape culture. It can influence your emotions and it connects people. Now, you might be saying, how does it shape culture? Well, look at the 60s. What do you think about music in the 60s? You think of the Beatles. That changed everything. Or now, look at bands like BTS. I don't think they have the same power as the Beatles, but it's close. They have an incredible marketing machine by them, and there's an entire generation being shaped by BTS's music. It's really something. And we won't know the effects of this for another 10 to 20 years. But you can also look at any time in between. Look at people our age. You know, I'm 30 right now. People in their 30s, if they're in the alternative scene at all, Linkin Park. You can't tell me there's a single person who grew up in the 90s and 2000s and is into alternative music and wasn't upset when Chester Bennington passed back in 2017. Because Chester and his music with Linkin Park, Mike, and the other guys had such an impact on so many lives. And that is the power of music. They are shaping culture. If you look back to like the early 2000s, Linkin Park was the rock scene. There were other bands, but Linkin Park, they were it. Now, another quote coming to influencing emotions. This is Shikari again. Back in the day at many of their shows, they would say, we control pitch, rhythm, and light to manipulate your emotions. And it's so true. That is what any artist is doing at a show. They are trying to build a connection with their audience and they are trying to manipulate those emotions. If you can make the audience feel what you want them to feel, you are going to be a more successful artist. Because ultimately, people go to shows to feel something, whether it's excitement to see their favorite band or they want to cry with a thousand other people in the same room, whatever it is. If you can control their emotions appropriately, that will help you as an artist put on a better live show. It's really incredible to see. Going back to Linkin Park, this is not in my outline. Back in 2014, I had the pleasure of seeing them twice. Once they were a surprise special guest on Warp Tour, they came to the Ventura date. And that was really cool because I was on the tour and all of a sudden that morning there were rumors that, hey, Lincoln Park's going to show up. Well, what do you know? They did. We knew as soon as we walked out because there was a third main stage with a bunch of gear set up on it. And they played at like 545 or something. It was amazing. I did my work as close to that stage as possible that day because I wanted to hear. And then a couple months later, I saw them again. AFI toured with them. And 
I regret this now, but we left early. And this was at the Xfinity Center in Mansfield, Massachusetts. Back then it was a Comcast Center. And as we were leaving, the venue is on a hill, as many amphitheaters are. And we're walking down behind the shell to the parking lots. And you could kind of hear the band. But what you could really hear, because the audience was facing us going down that hill, was the audience singing. And this was like 20,000 people singing in the end. I remember it so vividly. And I stopped and said to my friends, hey, we just got to listen to this. And honestly, that was one of my favorite moments of the show. I'm sure it would have been cool to still be in the crowd, either at our seats or up on the lawn, because we had seats, but our friends were on the lawn, so we mostly just chilled up there. Hearing it there would have been cool, but hearing the 20,000 people singing, that was even cooler in my opinion, because it was this special experience that most other people didn't get, because they were hearing the band, not the 20,000 voices singing together in unison with solidarity. Like That's forever going to be one of my favorite moments of all time. Just that memory. It was August 16th, 2014. And it was not super hot, but not cold. It was like a, a crisp Massachusetts early fall evening. And it's just amazing. Now, when it comes to sharing the meanings of your songs, there's something really important that you have to consider. As an artist, you have a responsibility to your audience. And I don't think anyone who's listening to this would do anything damaging to their audience, at least not intentionally. But you want to be sure that you aren't ruining the experience for your fans because there is an advantage to having some ambiguity in what the meaning of the song is. With Shikari, when I mentioned Leap Into the Lightning, I don't know if my interpretation is correct, but it's certainly a fitting interpretation in my opinion. If they came out and said, hey, this song is about something totally different, I'd say, okay, cool. But maybe it wouldn't have that same personal connection to me anymore. And that's why it can be difficult for artists to go out there and explain the meanings behind their songs. There are bands that I love who almost never explain their songs and the lyrics don't make it obvious. Sometimes they do. Sometimes the titles make it obvious. But an example of this is AFI. They, as far as I know, never explain their songs. And some of them, you know, like God Called In Sick Today, it's pretty obvious what that's about. It's about religion and it's about Davy's experience growing up as a religious child. I think he was Catholic. I don't know for sure, but his family's Italian, so probably. That departure from religion, because he became a very pronounced atheist in his, I guess, 20s. Anyway, a lot of bands don't share the meanings of their songs. On the other hand, bands like Shikari and Beartooth who do, or it's just obvious in the lyrics, tend to, in my opinion, have a lot more success in holding fans for a long time. And I'm not saying AFI doesn't have an amazingly dedicated fan base, because they do, trust me. And a lot of their music, at least in AFI's case, is more on the depressing side of things. They don't have the hope that bands like Shikari have. AFI's music, by its nature, is very dark and brooding, and that's totally fine. But on the other hand, if you can have a blend of darker songs and hopeful songs, I think that's something that's very positive because then you're able to relate to an audience on two fronts. You're able to relate to the audience who just needs to know that they're not alone, something's going on in life, and somebody else feels that way. But you can also relate to them when they're looking for something hopeful, when they want to see the bright side. I think that's an amazing combination. And if you can harness that properly as an artist, you will be much better off than if you only have one or the other. Now, humans... We love to hope. It's in our psychology. It's in our bodies. We have hope. That's what keeps us alive, right? 
we think that everything's going to work out or we want things to work out. Like I'm a very positive person. I try to always look on the bright side, not with technical things so much because I always try to find the, the solutions to problems before they show up with technical things. But when it comes to life in general, I always look on the bright side wherever possible or try to find a way to look at it on the bright side. If you're offering that in your music in a way that people can connect to, that's amazing. And I'm going to use Shikari again, two more examples. On A Kiss for the Whole World, there's another song called Jailbreak. And the lyrics literally are, I hope I keep hope intact. I won't be held captive by my own idea of who I am. That's a great line. So first of all, I should say all of these songs will be in the show notes at bandhive.rocks slash 192. But one other one is Satellites. And I don't know what Rao's preferences are. He has a girlfriend right now, publicly, he posts about her. But they have a song for the LGBTQ plus community called Satellites. And one of the things that they say before they play it live is the restriction of human affection is one of the most profound failures of our era. And I fully agree, first of all. But putting that out there for anyone who doesn't catch on to the meaning, that just gives them this chance to relate to you on a deeper level if they are part of that community. And what's more is Shikari uses a lot of blue and red and green lights, right? But in their live shows, when they play satellites, it's just rainbow lights. And it's this positive and uplifting atmosphere. Everyone in the room is just having an amazing time during that song. I think it was the lead single off of Nothing is True and Everything is Possible. But either way, it's a great song. It gets the audience going. And it was one of their singles. It's a big hit and people love it. So putting that out there, talking about what your songs are about, it goes back to Beartooth and Caleb Shemo sharing his really long speech, like six or seven minutes in the middle of their set. It all comes down to balancing your artistic freedom and your responsibility to your audience. If you have an audience who's leaning on you for hope, you don't want to go out and say, all hope is lost. You want to give them more hope. But on the same front, if your songs are like AFI, very dark and brooding, you don't want every song to be hopeful all of a sudden, because then you're taking away what those fans can relate to. You want to have a mixture of both. And if you don't share the meanings of songs, people can always misinterpret your music. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's not. It depends on how they interpret it. But one thing that you want to do is put yourself out there, at least for some of your songs, so that people who want to know the meaning can find it. Doesn't mean everyone's going to know it, but if people are seeking them out, they can find it. So all of that said, I think that artists should share those meanings. I think you should have some songs, at least some songs, where the meanings are clear so your audience can pick up on what you're saying and understand it bright as day without having to question it, without having you to explain it to them. It's a really advantageous thing, and I know it will help grow your audience because people will be connecting with your music on higher levels. That does it for this episode of the Bandhive Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I really appreciate it, and I hope that this episode has given you some insight onto how you can grow your fan base, how you can connect with your audience on a deeper level. It's truly amazing how music can connect people. And I would love to hear what music you've connected to the most over your lifetime, over the past week, whatever time frame it is, let us know. Head on over to the Bandhive community. You can find it by searching for Bandhive, B-A-N-D-H-I-V-E on Facebook or visiting bandhive.rocks slash group, which will automatically redirect you to our Facebook community. And in that community, we have a thread for every single episode. So please go find the thread for this episode. It'll also be linked at bandhive.rocks slash 192. 
and you can join the discussion and tell us who you connect to the most musically because it's truly an amazing thing. We'll be back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Eastern time with another brand new episode of the Bandhive podcast. Until then, I hope you have a great week. Stay safe. And of course, as always, keep rocking. Hey, you. Yeah, you with the headphones or the speakers. You've made it to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. While I still have you here, if you're not already in the Bandhive Facebook community, it would be great to see you there. We have over 600 like-minded musicians who are asking questions, sharing their experiences and advice, and much more. So if you want to improve your band's business, look no further than the Bandhive Facebook community. You can find it by searching for Bandhive on Facebook, that's B-A-N-D-H-I-V-E, or going to bandhive.rocks slash group. Again, that's bandhive.rocks slash group, and that will automatically redirect you to our Facebook community. I look forward to seeing you there soon.